millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, the West Tigers take a gigantic piss on the memory of Bruiser. The Bulldogs take some Samoan lessons and learn that Matiutia translates to Burgess. Rabbitohs on the same shit that turned Ray Lewis into a murderous killbot. And we preview all of the action for the 2014 NRL Grand Final. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 174 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am Glenn. So, <laughs> we've come down, it's come to this, the grand final week, <laughs> which uh, it's, it's actually, it's, it's meaningless to us in terms of timing of the show because we always run a couple past there with the hits and misses and things like that, but it does mean that it's uh, starting to come to an end. Oh, fuck, I forgot about the hits and misses. Was... <laughs> You're thinking, oh, I've got twillies in my darkness. <laughs> I was thinking, how many more midnight trips home have I got? I mean, but, I mean, this is like, is this the fourth or fifth year? I can't remember. Fifth. Fourth, fifth? Fifth. Fuck. Yet, I can't tell you how many episodes we have after the grand final, traditionally, even though we've been down this path four times already. Like, I oh know we've got the Twillies one, but is that, is that like next week or is it the week after? Well, we're going to have to do an episode to recap the grand final, but and what do we do on the back of the Twillies. it? And then we're going to do Hits and Misses. Yeah, so three. Oh, Nicklin will be a big fan of that. Yeah, so, uh, so three, yeah, three to go, that'd be good. Nice, bit of a rest. Yeah. I mean, it's, a long, it's a long season, longer for us than those fucking shifty players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're working hard for the man. Exactly. The man being us. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Great man. <laughs> now, a bit of feedback this week, because let's face it, you know, there's uh, not a lot of games on, so uh, you know, if you're not into the feedback, or well, keep listening anyway, you might learn to love it. Andy Kintz. Who the fuck's not into the feedback? Uh, well, look, to be fair... There hasn't been a complaint for a very long time, you're right. Okay. But remember, towards the start, like, you know, start of season, mid, mid maybe up yeah. as far as, like, you know, sort of 30% through the season, you get the odd person God going. God forbid we'd, you know, give a little bit of positive and negative, at times, stuff about Look, our own show. We Fuck. started this. We started Sorry, guys, show. why don't you fucking tell us how we should do our own show? Well, we started, we started doing the show, and, like, you know, we had a, in our head it was going to be one thing. And then over five years, it's become, some, you know, it's, it's stayed pretty much... The core, the core is there, but I mean, there have been like little changes and sure. evolutions over time. We used time. to have a clock, people bitched like, about that. That's yeah, no longer here. But I mean, the clock only sort of came through, like, you know, year three or year oh, four. I used to give magnificent accents. Yeah, they still No happen. one's doing that anymore. There's, a, there's, oh, fuck, I wonder if I got the tweet and feedback, but yes. Remember people somewhat. used to love a bit of, hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> I haven't done that in ages. Well, that's because it's basically the, the number of Kiwi players and uh, and Englishmen in the West Tigers team has dwindled to, to nothing. That is very true. So. Very true. I miss McGadath. I miss him. Great man. Yeah, yeah you can't. You know, I mean, and, and we got a tweet saying that, you know, James Graham, he's got like a soft fucking, you know, Liverpool accent, not a fucking Look. whatever, blah, 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 blah accent. That's like telling me that, you know, Poms is poms is poms. Well, is that's like poms. telling me that, you know, there's different kinds of dog shit. At the end of the day, <laughs> it all comes from a dog's ass. 
Palms are all the same, as far as I'm concerned. Throw the Scots and the Irish and the fucking Welsh in there too. You wouldn't say... And the fucking Norwegians. They're all the fucking same. You wouldn't say, like as an Australian, you wouldn't go, oh, fucking... Jonathan Thurston, he's a Queenslander and he lives in North Queensland. You're fucking doing an Adelaide accent. <laughs> well, those Adelaideans do speak funny. <laughs> so. I remember we had a teacher that was from Adelaide yeah. at Campbelltown High. I don't know yeah. how she got from Adelaide to Campbelltown. What a fucking, Demoted, what a fucking sad life she's lived. <laughs> Perhaps she banged a student <laughs> at <her> school or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she had a pretty uh, lengthy criminal record. Um, but uh, she used to say recess instead of recess. Well, she's fucking... How'd she even pass university? How'd she even get a teaching degree? And everyone used to give a shit about it. And she was like, oh, no, it's because I'm from Adelaide. That's how we say it down there. I'm like, uh, what a shit place that must be. There's, there's no real difference in accents in Australia. I went to Adelaide. Apart from... a tour of the Barossa Valley. All the wineries. Don't drink wine. Yeah. Unless you mix it half with lemonade. Well, that was at the same time. That fateful fucking day. The day of the shandies. Almost got hospitalised for drinking shandies. But that's a story for another day, Nathan. I dare say that if you go back through the back catalogues, it may have appeared on the show. I mean, because I I've, I mean, I've heard it, so I, I can only assume. Yeah, well, it, I see you other times other than the yeah, show. Yeah, but I suspect I mean, we, we, we were talking Except about drinking. Except for that bit where you've never met Leo. Yeah, how about that? Fucking hell. <laughs> Uncle no, Nate. Who fucks Uncle Nate, Leo no, says. Well, no one's sick anymore. He's talking now, by the way. swearing. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's actually, he's, he's riding a bike with that training wheels, to be honest. <laughs> Gets his L's next week, Leo. Oh, fuck. Well, you know, once the show's done, we'll be, so, we'll be free. Yes, <laughs> we'll exactly. If no one's sick. Because that's the main problem we had. Yeah, you've we've got, had two different you've got, attempts. You've got, a, you've got a house over there with five people in it. I've got a house over here with four people in it. And it's very difficult to keep all nine people healthy, especially around a young... When you don't want to be the one that you know, makes a little Fucking baby plague. sick. Yeah. <laughs> this winter was fucked too, like, for that shit. I mean, yeah. we, we, we didn't get smashed too hard, the two of us. But like, there's been, like, last year, you were sick all fucking year. Mm. Anyway... Feedback time. Enough, oh, about, enough about our domestic... What about the feedback next week? Stop fucking talking about yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Kintz, a.k.a. Bald Andy. You should set up a no Mitch's club. Hash, we're allowed to have one. I was going to make a joke about Kintz being close to cunts, but the man speaks the truth. I'm not going to make yeah. a joke about his name. Uh, at B15542, uh, who I often call the Tourette's guy. Hey guys, just to let you know, my wife and I are the proud parents of a new baby boy, hash and go rabbitos. And then that was a couple of days ago. Then he sent uh, another tweet, or the, the days or you know, hours, whenever it was. And then he sent another one with the baby draped in a rabbitos jersey. And I just thought, good man. Well, I work in you know the the web and internet industries, so I basically use that tweet to track his IP. And um, we should get a fucking knock on the door from Docs. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on your new arrival. Blitzen Rickson. Jesus. Adam Rickson. Blitzen Rickson, though, that's like, that's that's almost like as good as Boom Matty McCabe. Sensational. <laughs> they should go to the Sham Wow School of Self Absorbed. He's gone, I would prefer boy, the boys from this week in League to host the Dally M's, leave the banter and the jokes to the experts. Oh. Could you imagine? You're welcome. You, could you remember how, how bashed and, and, and sued? And and fired we would be. People would be like, we'd be making Brendan Favola, Favola at the fucking Brownlows that year. 
Oh. We'd make him look like fucking Ray Martin. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? Though, you're doing the count, like, and, and you know, it's because uh, they don't. They only Robbie Farrell one point. What? They, they only do. They only do the points that actually affect the top ten of that at any given point. Don't they? I mean, like you know, Brownlows. Oh, they I'm go through. Brownlows go through every point. You know, every point for the round, and then they go the next one, and, and they don't go from the shut off period. There is no shut off period. They go from round one. All the way yeah. through, so it's probably very long and boring. But people seem to like it more than Dally M's anyway. But um, can you imagine? It's like you know, the St George Illawarra Dragons versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh, two points, Ben Cray. <laughs> that, <laughs> that fucking cat. 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 <laughs> and, he's, and he's there, like in the front row down there with the fucking dragons. I was like, tears, single tear rolls down his face. <laughs> <laughs> Jumps in behind a teammate and starts lobbing fucking bread rolls at us from across the room. Yeah, two points. I wouldn't give that kind of can of whiskers for that performance. <laughs> oh man! But you could say like when like when Ricky Gervais did the um, the Golden Globes. The, the, I imagine the people there that weren't humiliated <laughs> or horribly well insulted. They'd just be like, "Oh man, that was so loose. It was awesome." <laughs> See, Thurston looked pretty loose too. He looked like pretty, he was pretty drunk by the end of it. He's probably he still. I, uh, a mate of mine went on a cruise yeah. and they had a stop off in fucking Cairns or somewhere. Yeah. And just happened to send me a photo with uh, the, the caption was, your mate. Yeah. And it was him and Robert Louis. Oh. And I was like, fucking careful, he doesn't beat you up. You do look a bit like his missus. <laughs> Throwing <you> overboard. <laughs> and he tells me the whole North Queensland Cowboys team was there. He got photos of Thurston and all the rest of them. And he said, geez, they smelled like old grog. Because <laughs> they must have had a couple so of when did, So when was this? Oh, just recently? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just on the Monday after they got oh, okay, so out. Mad Monday. So all they better get a photo with him on a cruise than him you know, kicking the crap out of yeah. his missus. But, he obviously uh, mis- you know, misheard the fucking term cruises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, Robert, I've been on the cruises too. No, He's mate. Like, I don't give a fuck about this boat. I'm trying to get drunk, bitch. <laughs> Fuck your boat. <laughs> uh, Shane Aaron Elvis. Can you give a shout out to any London Twill listeners on this week's episode to contact at SammyBoy1986 or myself, that's at Shane Aaron Elvis, for our grand final meet? Little, uh, fucking, our little fiefdom over in the UK is, is, is you know, gained some, some, some measure of autonomy and they're creating their own meetups, which is fantastic. I love it. So, yeah. If I wish you, I could get there and fucking. Sing some piss properly, you know, instead of drinking it out of a fucking teacup like those cunts do over there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. You can't. You'd be doing it and you'd be drinking it warm too. Warm bourbon? Surely oh, not. Well, you know. I, you know yeah. Warm beer, fair enough. That's a fucking stereotype that they have to stick to. It's been built over generations. The only, good thing, over, the only good thing over there drinking over there is, that, you know, you grab your what beer. What sort of a fucking country are they? The only thing good about drinking over there is when you, you, know, you grab your beer from the bar and you can walk outside and drink it on the footpath. Yeah. That's some good shit. And then, other than that, if you get enough beers, you could pour it into a bath, jump in, have a tub. Or you walk outside because the weather's so fucking miserable, your beer gets cold and you can actually drink it. <laughs> <laughs> At Fishpot13, he replied to this one and said, uh, If you're doing requests for episode 174, can you call me a cunt? After all, I am a Mitch. Hash bucket list. That's how we do it? All right, cool. <laughs> At, yeah, but nah. Kind of hoping Souths win next weekend just to watch Tool Nation go into fucking meltdown. I just... I think that I think it's going to go into meltdown. I don't like the hate. I don't, I've got to admit, I don't like it. 
Yeah, I can understand your thing with too, the dogs. You're too, you're, too gen- you're too gentle, though. You're a gentle I'm soul. I'm not a gentle soul. <laughs> I can be the biggest motherfucker you've ever met. And you know this. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get the South thing. I, 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 don't, I, I don't like know. the story. It's I 43 years. They've I don't understand how you... fallen at the hurdle. They've had wooden spoon after wooden spoon. They've had some shit players. Yeah. Lots of shit players. Yeah. I'll fucking yeah. like years and years yeah. of teams full of shit players. Now they've got a fucking cracking team. They've got a great coach. They've had a lot of success over the last few years. Stumbled at the final hurdle. Here they are. They're in the grand final. Fucking I'd, I wouldn't be unhappy to see them fucking win and get the monkey off their back. Why do you give a fuck about another team getting the monkey off the back? Because I Probably care about... the West about, Tigers I, and their monkeys. they got a jungle full of motherfucking orangutans around it. <laughs> they got fucking Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. They rose all the way up the tiger's back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I just, I, I, I just can't, can't get excited about any fucking team other than my own. And also, like, a team like just, South... We'll, we'll it's get, a bit we'll like Jono's question the other day. Do you love the game? Well, I'm, coming, I'm, coming up to, I'm coming up to that, so let's not fucking oh. spoiler. Jesus Christ. Right, eh? We'll get into the fucking grand final. Shoot him we'll, in now. we'll get into the grand final shit later as well, because you know, let's face it, it's the only preview we've got to talk about <laughs> this week. So let's not blow it all now in the first twenty minutes. Um, Story of my life. Do you say minutes or seconds? <laughs> Dashing Dan one. Make sure you mention this week. I'll probably make an appearance at El Loco. It should boost the number of female fans coming. <laughs> yeah, fucking wow! Our resident fifth grade cricketer. Yeah, what's I said? I said, I said, boost, a, I said a, it boosts the number of fifth grade fifth grade yeah. fucking cricketers. Well, what about him? Like, oh, pad up, can't. Like, oh, I'll fucking send a couple of Yorkers your way or a fucking couple of bean balls. Fuck, I'll pat up. I'll get a couple of Libra Fleur Ultra Thins with wings and fucking stick them on. Fuck off, mate. Fucking fifth grade Don Bradman oh. cross with Brett Lee to fucking put a bell in the ball. And I'd like to officially announce the uh, the third bout on the, on the car park program I'm putting together for Sunday. Please. He and, won't even rock up. There'll be some bullshit excuse. Oh, fuck, I got herpes at the Sefton Playhouse last night and I'm in hospital. Like you haven't had that for 10 years. reattach my penis. <laughs> With microsurgery. <laughs> I did say microsurgery. <laughs> Andy underscore Seags. Possibly the, or the best possible outcome for grand final day. Robert Louis turns up to El Loco. Hash beheading. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I said all welcome, and uh, Robert Lou, you're most definitely welcome, and I hope they serve beer in glass bottles. Or uh, cruisers. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drink the bar dry, son. Or they got sharp knives, but in the kitchen, <laughs> then I could borrow one. <laughs> At Tall Hayden. Holy fuck, I'm just going to get maggoted at El Loco on grand final day. Who knows if I'll even watch the game. Who said that? Tall Hayden. <laughs> the guy with the bucket on his head. And Andy Seeks again, he said, El Loco could get messy. Half the attendees won't even want to watch the grand final. So, uh, very, uh, yeah complimentary tweets there. What's going to happen afterwards? Because well, the game will finish at what, 9.30 or? Yeah. But is everyone going to stay at El Loco or are we going to meet somewhere else or are we just come back to the hotel because you're going to have to carry me? To be decided by the people who are staying at El Loco, I would imagine. I mean, if there's, cause if there's another place, if they're open late enough, you know, I'll be hungry again. I'll be, I'll, I'll have some more fucking tacos. Shit, yeah. But if, you know, if there's something else on the, on the, on the go, then I'm all for that too. Eddie NZ. Who's going to be the ringleader of the fucking group? Not a okay. fucking dogs or a South fan because that was yeah, let's catch up afterwards. And you get done by 60 and oh, fuck that, I'm going home. And everyone's yeah. left in limbo. Yeah, exactly. Or they could say, I'm a Tigers fan or something. They'll be there for the long haul. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Mitch Doyle. He might be the one. Oh, you can't rely on a Mitch. He was the one that suggested you know, El Loco. You cannot, you cannot rely on a Mitch. He suggested El Loco and, um, 
He's yeah. half turned me around there, but he, he's, he likes to feed. He likes to feed, so he's he's a fairly reliable. Uh, <laughs> for, for at least if we for, if we rock up wherever he is, at least we know that there'll be we'll a good feed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no disrespect to Mitch Dore or Matt Moylan. Eddie <laughs> NZ, hoping that this week in league crew get good coin for their grand final tickets. Fuck going to watch the South vs Dog final, Dogs final. Well, the truth of the matter is, Eddie, that we didn't actually have our fucking tickets until Monday morning at 10am, whereby through the... Good graces. The good graces and generosity of one of our listeners and sometimes sparring partner, GT Johns, he uh, can't make the grand final, has other other other, other commitments. So he very kindly uh, gave me his... Uh, he's a member of the Bulldogs and he very kindly gave me his uh, AAN number so that we could purchase some tickets uh, from the re-released allocations on uh, Monday so thank you very much sir and uh, got some good tickets too I mean it's funny we paid about $400 less than we were going to have to pay to get tickets about six rows closer to the action crazy <laughs> crazy shit um, Rob Shots I find it hard to picture Kevin Hayne without a bar still wrapped around his head while you hold his South membership a loss now and uh, there was some, I saw some other fee- other feedback on the um, the South membership thing with uh, Kevin Hayne does drive around in his car. He does have the member 2014 stickers on his car, apparently. Pretty fucking ordinary. I mean, look, you'd, no you'd disrespect like to, to Kevin Hay <laughs> or Matt Moylan, but I'm just saying that it's not a good look. It's not a good look, and yes, because I mean, it's not like he's in the commentary team, you know, and he's a former yeah. Roosters player chumming or, it up or, with Roosters players yeah, and or, going, "Yeah, we're going, could be going to the grand final, brother." Yeah. You know, or he's not a, a a general manager of football for an NRL who team. actually did the right thing and decided to look. Exactly. I'm going to abstain from you know commentating this game. That's that's quality. Yeah, I don't. Everyone, you can't not. Sorry, you can't be a referee and not have been a footy fan at some point in your life, or yeah. continue to be a footy fan. Yeah. I, I completely understand it. Yeah. But should there be you know a protocol? P- people can't bet on games players can't bet on games maybe they should declare their interest as far as who they players support players can't bet on games that they have a vested interest in right yeah. can they bet on games they can't bet on games they can't bet on rugby league at all, league all right? yeah. yet someone that can have such an impact on the outcome yeah. and I'm not as rest faulty and fucking conspiracy theory as you but it's not a good look at the very least no you know no and when as much shit happens as does you think well you know <laughs> Shagger one one three, a little late listening this week, but uh, Farah Soze is possibly the best thing I've ever heard come out of uh, Nate's mouth. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Do you know what I reckon you should do? What's that? I reckon you should get your referees license and go and referee some like under tens games, oh, under eleven games. Sweet. I'd love. I just to do think that. you would have a greater appreciation because I've tried ref games at training between two under sevens games and I'll be like you know what I'm not going to bag Kevin Hayne I appreciate, I appreciate it. it's a difficult job I, I, you know no disrespect to Kevin Hayne as I said <laughs> or Matt Moylan no disrespect at all but this cunt's getting paid a lot of fucking money and he has referees earn 100 grand a year and he's got the finest tools in the game referees yeah, earn 100 money, grand a year okay, and the people well. they officiate are, are upwards of you know several hundred thousand most of them mm-hmm. I, I just you know it's not major coin. Well, he's, got, when he, well, he's got no, a billion dollar enterprise. No, I thought it was more than hundred grand. So no, it's not. It's not. It's not great money. But it's okay. Money. He's decent. And um, yeah, you know, the the tools they have at their disposal that you don't have refereeing an under tens match, for example. 
like video and you know yeah, the ability yeah. to call a guy converse with a second referee blah 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 tell you what the under sevens love it when I tell them I've got to go to the video ref and I pull my phone out of the pocket <laughs> <laughs> and they all sit there with bated breath I'm like nah sorry guys no trouble you need to get like and a and then they blow know, up and I'm just you like, need to have a screenshot to, you know for the size of your thing so you just go it's coming back it's coming back it's coming back Sorry, guys. Especially no, try. Yeah, with... <laughs> well, you pick your picture. I love it. Try. <laughs> Jackson's got this real thing with the fucking Superman dive with the body out of bounds and put the ball down. He fucking yeah. practices it all so the he's time. Di- he's, diving out, he's diving out of bounds on purpose now just to fucking... It, yeah, just, like he, he'll take a bit of contact and then contort yeah. himself and get it. Oh, Dad, I got it down. No, no, he didn't. And he's clearly got it down. Oh, fuck, he blows up. I love it. <laughs> no, no, try, mate. <laughs> As long as he's Don't not, argue with the ref, Jackson. Remember what I've told you. As long as he's not, as long as he's not claiming it when he doesn't, nah, you know, nah. like he's been into a Nofaluma or you know one of those. Yeah, down. Guys. I don't know. Unky D, who did the So Brave song? Brilliant. Captured years of in jokes and hashtags in decline. Brilliantly. It's good man. Solzy zero four. As I, as I said last week on the show when I played it, is he um. He's not coming to the meetup. He uh, sent an email and, and RSVP that he would be. He's doing something the night before, like it's like a bucks or something, oh. something pretty hectic. But he's he said he's coming. Is he allowed to bring his guitar? Could he fucking put on a bit of a show? Oh, or is he I fucking know. you know? Is he there for leisure time? Well, I mean, you know, he's probably there to get on it like everyone else. Oh. Yeah, he's on the clock. Rock out a bit of fucking karaoke, whatever. Yeah, and Woody Solo, you can come and do your Todd Greenberg song. He's fucking at a concert. Is there room at El Loco yes, for a yeah. concert? See, I don't know. Don't we've got 30 people. It's probably going to be the size of a fucking phone booth. Yeah, I mean, they've 30 they, people in they a car told me, and a They haven't told me that like, we've booked the, plot, the entire place out or anything. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Mr. Underscore Shando, or Sando, depending on where he comes from. Twill Cat was obviously hungry. Instead of threatening to brain the little guy, try hooking him up with a tin of whiskers. Hash cat watch, hash RSPCA. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck feeding that thing, it's annoying. To which I replied, I mean, the little cunt does get fucking fed every night and every morning. However. You feed your cat twice a day? Yeah, you give some dry, so she's got something to munch on through the day. You've been grazing like Trent shortly. <laughs> oh, no, she's, she's, you know, she's, yeah, she's not, she's not a fat cat or anything. No. Nah. But, um. Yeah, we'd give some drives to get you know, to munch on through the day. You must have a meth habit yeah. if you're feeding her that much. Yeah, no, that give it, and give her the you know the the good stuff at night time. I think she's trading the whiskers for some meth. The problem is we've got lots of cats in the areas, and they come down and you know hang around the other side of the sliding doors, and she wants to get the dick, and you know she's not allowed outside, so <laughs> she whinges to us, and, and you know it becomes audible while we're recording the podcast. Gotcha. You fucking what, mate? Fucking shit cunts, don't even mention my hash justice round tweets. Me and my mateys will shank your mum at Woolies. <laughs> Kids got fucking anger issues. At Jim Man Bear Pig. A little bit of magic left the world when Nate declared that nipples don't grow on trees. Hash, careful what you suck in the woods. <laughs> I don't even remember that, <laughs> to be honest, but there you go. Uh, ben Z. Hash, I would rather my park bench than listen to Nathan Gill's bleat on about Manly again this year. Good pod. We might have to do a bit of a manly update just for you, Benny. I now, keep reading that as I'd rather park my bench. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah. I'm just not that bright. Some, some of the Tourette's guy came up with, um, he really hates the roosters, I've found. He's actually far more abusive about the roosters than Ben Z ever was. Serious? Yeah, far more, far more. It's not even fucking close. Although then they got into each other and it was on yeah, between the two that. of them, yeah. yeah. So, and it was car parks all around again. Yeah. Twitter's Amb- a volatile place. in the car park. Yeah, Twitter's a volatile place. Now, last week, Arposh was saying he had the meeting, um, the meet up with JR underscore Buff, random, and we sort of, you know, speculated it was a peep show and all that sort of yeah. thing. The real story was... JR underscore Buff didn't actually say he was a cunt, so it clearly didn't happen. 
Yeah, so the story is as follows. Okay, it was the Bundy local league grand final on the weekend. I was drinking, using my this weekend league cooler. Next thing, this random buys me a beer. I was like, what the? He, JR underscore Buff, goes, you're our popsh and I love Twill too. His brother-in-law's with a mate who I used to play with. So he found out who I was and bought me a beer later back at Westies after the Mighty Panthers won the grand final. We had one or two more. Thus had our random meetup, then went to the peep show. LOL, as if Bundy has a peep show. Yeah, it was back at our popsh's house. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He was just opening up his zipper, going beep, and then zipping it back up and repeat. <laughs> NQC underscore This is shit, mate. Can I go home yet? No, no. Just wait. It gets interesting. NQC underscore Jono. Yeah, quality episode once again, gents. Question for discussion. In which order would you put your fandom of your team, game, and the NRL? So he says, for me, I would be a fan of rugby league first and foremost, team second, and the NRL itself way behind in last. Yeah, I'll be the same. I'd probably go team, rugby league, NRL. Team, Manly, Daylight, rugby league, NRL. I reckon. Because you've got to put it this way, like, you know, you've, been, you've, you've sort of been through this situation, so you probably know better, but I mean, I briefly had a time where it was like that as well. But, like, if Manly went in the comp, like, if they, you know, like, went out, like, Norths or something, I would fucking struggle. Like, I'd probably watch games and stuff, but nowhere near with as much interest that it'd probably be, you know, I'd watch a Friday night football game and, you know, I wouldn't yeah. try and watch all fucking eight games took like me, I do. It took me till about 2003. Yeah. Um, 2003 and then really from 2004, um, I really, like, I always okay if someone said who do you support I'd say yeah. West Tigers from the time they merged yeah. who do you support West Tigers okay and I'd know who played for them and I'd keep up with the results yeah. but as far as sitting there making sure that I watched every single game every single week and making a point of it and structuring yeah. weekends around yeah. it and like stupid shit that I do now yeah. um, there was a couple of years of lull where you just yeah. sort of went fuck you know like yeah I used to get we used to get thumped every week it was still yeah. my team, you know. It was from yeah. like that's a fucking lot of history from the time I was yeah. fucking three, yeah, or whatever. Like old enough for my old man to take me, you know, riding on top of the esky that he used to fill with booze before driving me home. Quality yeah. parenting to Luke Mabel. <laughs> um, and then season tickets at Campbelltown. Like it, they were real. Like that's my lasting memories of me yeah. with dad. You know, yeah, is yeah. footy, um, and spe- especially those Magpies times when I was growing up. So yeah. there was a couple of years lull, and then. 2003 and 2004, really, I got um, Foxtel again. Yeah. And, um, and and put it back on and I watched, I made sure I watched fucking, well, 2003, 2004 started yep. really again. So <clears throat> I think um, I've only realised this year just how much I do love rugby league as, as a sport. Yeah. You know, coaching the boys and yeah, being yeah. involved in the club and, you know, like it's just, it's just, it's always been there, but it's more amplified now. Or it's probably just dawned on me just yeah. how much I love the sport. You know, yeah. I'll go and watch fucking under tens. Yeah. You know, and whilst Jackson's stuffing around down the park or whatever, and this, yeah. you know, on a Friday night, if we're down at Coles or whatever, and you can see him setting up for a game, sometimes we'll go down. Um, you know, of clearly if the Broncos aren't playing, yeah, and that's another thing. I've, you know, you've got the Broncos yeah. tickets. It's time with my mates. We love footy. Yep. You know, sure we don't. You know, not Broncos supporters per se, but. We go there and watch footy and yep. enjoy ourselves. So, yeah, I'd have to say, love the game first. Um, very closely followed by my team. 
Yeah, like I don't get these dudes like North Sydney fans, even <coughs> ones, you know, the, the, the majority of them that came across the Manly, I was like, fuck, I don't know how you do it, cunts. Don't know how you do it. I had Northern Eagles thing, I've, you know, I was, <clears throat> I, try, I tried to, I, I tried to like, you know, just flip a coin on this, on supporting him or not, and I was just like, fuck it, first games against Newcastle, who were, um, you know, a good team at the time, and I'm like, if they can fucking, if they can knock over Newcastle, I'll support these cunts. And then they fucking smashed him. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, all right. Guess I'm supporting these cunts then. <laughs> but then when, when you start to hear rumours, you know, whispers about the Manly thing, and then the then the fans started chanting Manly at the games instead of, you know, anything about the Eagles. And I was like, uh, here we go, here we go. And then fucking, I don't know, maybe my passion for Manly is fucking a thousand times more, you know, since then as well. I can't mean, I, th- you know, I thought I, you know, I thought I, you know, was passionate about him beforehand, but I think once you fucking get it ripped away and then you get it back again, or second chance... I dare say it's probably become more uh, fanatical since then. And the NRL, I mean, I just, you know, is that just like the NRL competition? You know, because it, it sort of goes a little bit hand in hand with your team. It's not like your team's going to become a Super League team, you know, like a, a Super League team or something like I that. Would I would put NRL la- the NRL last because... Todd Greenberg's a cunt. <laughs> I, just, I just think that they're fucking... They are successful despite themselves yep. in a lot of ways, you know, and they could be, you know, not that the NFL is is some shining light of of of, of sporting success or, or uh, certainly with some of the player behaviour yeah. goes, they have their issues too. But you know, it's a pretty it's a pretty slick operation. Yeah, you know, um, and I just think the NRL sells itself. Short with some of the narrow-minded and and small small scale, small picture yeah. sort of thinking that they have from time to time. It's just amazing the shit that goes down in, behind the scenes in the NFL. You don't you didn't even watch Hard Knocks, do you? Fucking just just pick up season nine. I'll give it to you on USB. The season nine of Hard Knocks is like five episodes and it just follows a team from like they're coming back into training for the start of a season until the end of the preseason games, and then. And they just focus on one team, and this year it happened to be my team. So I mean, I was you know far more interested. It's the first time I've watched it, and I was just like, "Fucking! I wish I had watched every season. This is just such a fucking great insight into mm. the training and the injuries and like just everything they fucking go into. It's just great." But um, and it's HBO. I mean, you know, fantastic at sports document no, documentaries anyway. But um, fucking amazing. Uh, uh, Jack Dorigo, nineteen seventeen, maybe the first tweet of uh, Jennifer's that we've read out. Look, I want to go so far as to say that she's potentially our oldest listener. And uh, she said, okay, so it's time to close the windows, blinds, and pretend the language coming out of my unit isn't real. That's good fun. <laughs> and, what a good sport. Uh, and, fi- and finally, always has to be something about a Mitch, right? The poem, Mickey T, 1985. Oh, this I knew there was a reason why I'm marrying my fiance. We were talking about kids last night, and I jokingly said, what about Mitch? Upon reflection, she turned to me and said, fuck no, that's a shit name. <laughs> He's on hash, wife her, hash, perfection. It's um, it's a sad indictment on the Mitchells of the world. Yeah, when the perms, you know, having that name rejected. When, when having sex with, with Michael is still a consider, you know, an, an option to be considered, but calling your child Mitch. He's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Facebook, you guys surely have seen this. I put it on Twitter as well, just for those who, who didn't, because I just, I, honestly, I didn't think enough people were seeing it. But, uh, we had, a, we had a, a surprise from the Penrith Cheer Girls. A couple of them, including our own beloved Danny Tequila. Much loved. Beloved Danny Tequila, my goodness. Our absolute favourite. And uh, she did the Ice Bucket Challenge and nominated us. So what this means is 
We we both did it weeks ago, maybe even months. But we're gonna have to figure out a way to get up again and do it again. Look, there's probably gonna come a time at El Loco where I'm gonna get a schooner glass filled with ice water <laughs> and just head. pour it over you. Yeah, no, yeah. Over you. I'm gonna fucking do it. Over <laughs> your head, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Danny, if you're listening, <laughs> odds. Or do, you know, chances are you're not, but if, but if anyone's listening who may, you know, uh, bump into Danny, let her know that she's welcome to come to El Loco for sure. And, you know, and, and she, can, she can tip a couple of glasses of ice over us there if she, if she so desires to. Uh, otherwise, we'll just do it ourselves properly, you know, at some other time. With just give us pre warning so I can bring an extra shirt. Or yeah. maybe I'll just go shirtless for the rest of the day. Whatever. Just dig it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, we're not going to Stereo Sonic. We're going to fucking the NRL Grand Final, dude. It's going to be heaps of doggies fans here. Yeah? Oh, right that's in. true. Yeah, they'll be Myron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan Kelly. Gents, as always, a joy to listen to the banner and laughs on the way to work. Now, I have to say I'm a Roosters fan, a humble one at that. Yes, they do exist. And this week, I've heard nothing but conspiracy and even Uncle Nick paying off the refs. Loved your real talk regarding the NRL lack of intelligence to think up such an elaborate sequence of events to call a knock-on in the last 30 seconds of play. The NRL can't even define the difference between a chicken ring and a chicken wing and a handshake. Keep up the real talk, boys. You know people are listening because you're forever being quoted on telecasts and footy shows. <laughs> I like to think that's just a coincidence, but... Which means, you know, Japanese, like, do your best. Get fucked. Um... Is that what it means? No, it means like, you know, do your best. Oh, okay. You know, like, good luck. So you sort of say it, say it to someone before they're going to go, you know, like, you know, you'd say it as like, you know, guys running on the footy field or, you know, about to do something. Or fly it's like, a you plane know, into a boat or something. It's like, it means like, yeah, like, you know, try your best, do your best, but it's, you know, like, good luck, you know, that sort of thing as well, so. Yes. No, look, uh, I was thinking on the drive up. Yep. I copped a bit of flack about when I first started calling Tedesco hot sauce. People were like, mm, mm, whatever. Then, I don't know if it was sports bet or someone just this season when like he a Tabasco was killing thing, it actually at start. photoshopped it. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I like to think because I'm a very humble man, Nathan. Yeah, very humble. Yeah, as I've said about myself numerous just times. Just ask you. Well, look, if you ask me, I'll talk about myself for a considerable amount of time. And how humble you are before telling you how humble I am, um, because I'm very <laughs> humble. So but humble. So, I'm, so, I'm not going to so, say so that I'm the only person capable of having such an awesome idea. So humble, your but, name should be Tom Humble. <laughs> I'll fucking sell me short, why don't you? Clint Humble. Please. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the only one who could, could have come up with it, but, you know, just saying. A little bit coincidental for my liking. Yeah, along with a thousand other things that people, you know... Yeah, footy to. show, fucking, yeah. you know... Come on, guys. Come on. Give us a shout-out. Like, we're humble guys. So humble. Just said. So, 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 so humble. humble. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got an email from Timmy. He just couldn't wait. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. One more on Facebook. Steve Bonaventura. Well, Channel 9's finally got their precious South Sydney Rabbitohs in the grand final. Will there be enough time before the game to interview all 45 Burgi brothers? Interpreters on hand, of course. Mama Burgi and Rusty Crow snuggling up to each other in front of the fireplace, and Ray Warren giving an in-depth description on the Rabbitohs' history, expanding on each and every insignificant descriptive word. Take a bow, Channel 9. Take a bow. <laughs> That's fairly condescending. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a, bit, a bit snarky there. I mean, you know, how dare you dump on the NRL grand final like that? <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Just you wait. 
Um, got an email from Timmy McIntyre, who of course was the the guy that started this, the the brawl on the sideline in the fucking Mounties and Entrance game on the weekend. <laughs> who was seen from row after the fight started? He was seen from row twelve of the grandstand, just lobbing water bottles into the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he mentioned he, he mentioned uh, oh, about a week or two ago that he updated his review on iTunes and um and uh, he. Uh, it didn't show up on our updated feed of, of reviews and everything, so we didn't read it. And he he clearly got too excited by this, and he emailed me to say, you know, here's my review. It's a great show about the greatest game of them all. It's nice to listen to non-ex-footy players talk about footy and give their thoughts on any matter going on throughout the week. It's easy to get involved with fans and the hosts, even with the old people in yesterday's news in the Clinton, Ron Howard of brothers, Andy Siegs and Unky D. Uh, every time the hosts read an Andy Siegs and Unky D tweet, it should be called the next Johnny Depp movie, as no one gives a shit. <laughs> Keep up the great work, love always, Luigi 2.0. And I just realised why that tweet's not showing, why that that review's not showing up because you swore in it, Timmy. You jerk. And um, and iTunes have probably fucking stupid jerk. Yeah, <laughs> iTunes have probably sequestered that for being you know, abusive language, even though it was abusive towards the Valentes, and you know. And that should be universally accepted the world yeah. over. I mean, you should be featured on iTunes for that. Let's be real. And finally, function. This is your last chance, motherfuckers, for us to nag you about it anyway, or to let you know about it. Sunday, October 5th, El Loco, 64 Favo Street, Surrey Hills, starts at midday, they open at midday. At the moment, I've told them to expect about 25, or I think they said it's okay if we go a bit over, and we already are a bit over that, just as a courtesy thing for them, so they can segment enough of the place off, I'm not sure how many it holds, I've never been there, but I'm... Just if you get if you're going to come, send us an email to hello at thisweekinleague.com. Subject line put El Loco. Just if you haven't already, just so I can give them another heads up. You know, maybe on Friday about look, this is pretty much close to what we think. I mean, you're welcome to rock up. Otherwise, I'm sure you know there's not going to be too many hassles about it. But it's just so they allocate enough, you know, seating and you know just general floor area to us because uh, I believe it'll be a combination of seating, seated and standing space. And I uh, just want to make sure we have got enough because. Um, don't want to get too close to anyone. <laughs> I don't want to have to wear a fucking SARS mask, all right? Jesus. So, You're not yeah. very humble. Come try. You need to well, learn it's humble. Not, it's, not, it's not a lack of humility that makes learn, me think that, you, you know, there's potentially humble. diseased people walking amongst us. Well, look, I'm, I think you're going to be safe. You put you at one end of the room and, and fucking Dan Birdo at the other end, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, the Fuck true. knows what you catch from that bloke. Yeah. Poor cricketing ability for starters. Yeah, but... Is that contagious? <laughs> well, I've been walking around like Phil Hughes. And... <laughs> Here, Dan, I bought you a beer. Oh, fuck, he's dropped it. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, seriously, though, we, we would love to, to meet as many of you guys as, um, as we could. So uh, please come along, uh, if you can, before the grand final. And I uh, did a bit of looking into the, the trains and transport situation for the grand final. After 3pm... They're going all day out to Ainsley. They've got expresses, uh, express, you know, special event services running from Central all day. But after three o'clock, they're running every ten minutes. So, like, I wouldn't mind, you know, probably shooting through about three thirty, get there close to four, watch the interstate mm. Reggie's final, and uh, then the grand final after that. Sounds good. And and of course, if you're at the game, you can't make it to uh, El Loco, and you're at the game, we'll we'll send out a tweet when we get there and where the closest bar is, and we'll sort of hang out there and have some drinks and everything before we go in. And uh, yeah, if anyone's at the ground. Feel free to come and meet us and, you know, fight us. What, what do you think? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I was saying there's some, there's, some, there's some cunts out there. 
the moment and get touched up on Grand Final Day, that's all. No one wants to fight me, man. I'm universally loved. And the first story, the Dally M's last night that took place, and Jared Hayne and Jonathan Thurston created history by being crowned dual Dally M medal winners. The first time in the award's 34-year history that joint winners were named. Hayne and Thurston were crowned at the glittering gala event inside the star last night, where who's who of rugby league attended. It was Thurston's third Dally M medal, after previously claiming the NRL's top individual award in 2005 and 2007. The only other player to win three Dally M medals is Newcastle immortal Andrew Johns. Uh, Thurston and Hayne polled 32 points, three clear of Sam Burgess, who was one point clear of Gareth Widdop and Ben Hunt. Hayne polled two points in the final game of the season, a match where the Eels were pumped 33-20 by Canberra, which is just jeebies, we'll talk about that. Uh, Thurston grabbed one point for his effort in North Queensland's 30-16 round 26 win over Manly in Townsville. It was a tight and exciting finish, and uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with it, and people were carrying on about the the voting um, and how it all comes about. I, I think Thurston had a little bit of a slowish start to the season and really came on strong yep. uh, as the season went on. I think Hayne was probably consistently one of the best players and most dangerous players throughout the season. So don't have an issue with it. I think they're probably amongst the two best players in the game and, and deserve to be recognised as such. Thurston's quote was, uh, it's great to be standing here. Jared had a great year. Congrats to the big fella. He was great through State of Origin. And when asked about uh, joining Andrew Johns as a three-time winner, although Thurston's really a two-and-a-half-time winner. Joey's an immortal. And if I... <laughs> Joey's an immortal, and if I have half the career he had, I'd be ecstatic. To have my name mentioned alongside him is mind-numbing and humbling. Look, I'm shaking. And uh, Arthur Summons praised Thurston, saying, he'll go on to become an immortal. I wish I was half as good. So Thurston pulled six points over the final three rounds to finish on 32 points. And um, look, I think Thurston, very deserving of, of where he is. Uh, and the last round game, I do remember the, the wife beater having a, the you know man of the match award and everything. So, you know, yeah, he didn't, get, he didn't deserve to get three points in that game, I suppose. But Jared Hayne gets pumped in the last round. He scores two consolation tries after the Raiders are leading by about 26 points. Not sure he gets two points in that game, to be honest. When it's a game that the Eels were never in. That's that's the only issue I have with it. And I mean, let's face it, he had a great year too. Probably more sustained greatness than he did in 2009, you know, because he was pretty good over, over the, the whole season. season yeah. yeah. But, and you know, he deserves reward for that, etc., etc. But I just think it's, you know, I don't think he was a two-point guy in the final round, which is kind of decisive. So uh, that's that's my only real knock on it. A um, lot of a lot of refs fault on the on the on the results. So like uh, <laughs> people that couldn't handle it, you know, that Cherry Evans got the half back of the year, and he didn't pull as many. People points. claiming you know conspiracy because Ben Hundy. I mean, Cherry Evans. There was times during the season, not so much at the back end, but earlier in the year, in through like July, August, he was like unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben Hunt had a couple of. He he dipped it at a point in the season as well when the Broncos mm-hmm. form dipped and yep. uh, I, 
Fuck, I just think people are just clutching at straws. Well, it's, it's people. Well, people see that Ben Hunt got more votes on the overall Daily M chart thing, but that's they don't take them. They, they never have they've never taken from there. I mean, it's voted as a separate thing. They got the nominees and they and you know they voted on whatever criteria. I mean, is the criteria perfect? You know, probably not. Clearly not. Probably not. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, as, as I said on Twitter last night, that you know, in a team like Manly, so many excellent players. The points get split and shared around quite a lot, so I think it's almost disadvantageous. I mean, that's why Andrew Johns, you know, won a, he, he won a Dally M, I think, when the Knights almost ran last, mm. you know, because if you're the only superstar player in a team of Gronks, yeah. you know, the points are yours more often than not. And I mean, Jonathan Thurston benefits from this as well. Um, and Ben Hunt, you know, I said, like, his points are like Bart or, you know, Zimbabwean dollars or, you know, whatever, as compared to, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the age has been a cock. <laughs> Next story. Speaking Good to of, see Luke Brooks get uh, Rookie of the Year. Well deserved. That was fucking. That, that was on name value, you know, slash reputation alone. Because oh I mean, the right. Kid, the, the so kid, Cherry Evans was was valid, but Cherry Brooks Evans played the whole season. That's for starters. Luke Brooks, he missed about a fucking quarter of the year. You know, <laughs> fuck off. You missed two games at the end of the season. You cockhead. It was about a quarter. As far as I recall, it was about a quarter yeah. of the season. I mean, you can't give a guy who only put seventy five percent onset dementia, and he played like two good games all season. I mean, I think. There might have been some other rookies. Weren't you going to move on to another? Yeah, story? but then you fucking had to bring up this Lou Brooks thing, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, I've already God. given you the facts, and now you're just waffling bullshit. <laughs> Although I do agree with some of the other things, like you know the the Fulingos thing being the uh, New South Wales winning the Origin stuff like that. All good. Now Jamie Lyon, fucking captain, captain of the year again. Yeah, center, center of the year again. Yeah, fuck, legendary. He's got a few of those to his name now. Yeah, yeah, legend. Um, and also said, you know, why just just save time and make him an immortal? Next, and you know, just the segue was you were talking about Cox, and I'm like, okay, cool. Speaking of Cox, the West Tigers have uh, signed the coach, and it's a bit of a, well, it's not completely left field. I mean, his name was sort of in the mix. From, yeah, from he the really early only stages. came to the. Yeah, he obviously only came to the forefront late because yeah, because his name was kind of mentioned all around, but he was never mentioned in the top three, you know, top two or three through the whole process. Mm. I mean, you had the guys, you know, the assistants, you know, their names were up there. You had guys Griffin, like Parrish, Parrish Griffin, uh, Nathan Brown. Those names were far more, you know, bandied about than this one. But Jason Taylor said that the chance to work with outstanding young halves Luke Brooks and Mitchell Moses was one of the main reasons he went for the West Tigers job. He signed a three-year deal to replace Mick Potter, his first foray into the head coaching role since 2009. A former rep halfback himself, Taylor said he's looking forward to working with arguably the best young halves pairing in the game. It's a big part of why I was really keen about this opportunity. I love working with young players and have had some success with that. You don't need to tell you don't need me to tell you how exciting and talented those halves are. I can't wait. While he didn't want to make any bold predictions about where the club would finish next season, he saw the Tigers as a team on the rise. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's a big challenge, but I feel I'm well and truly ready for it. Everyone can see the potential the Tigers have in terms of the talented youngsters on their roster and some high-quality established players. I'm really looking forward to working with them. I'll look at the roster in terms of where we think we can get to, but there won't be any rash predictions where we'll finish. And with that, the memory of the great Brian Blakely has fluffed his ashes. Yes. Not a big fan of Jason Taylor during his playing days. He's a big fella. And... Um Look, he, he, he had uh, some fairly lean years at Western Suburbs uh, initially when he was a youngster and a couple of good years when we bought half the players from the Bulldogs. Um, Lang Mack and uh, Joe Thomas, Gillespie, Andrew Farrah, mm-hmm. luminaries such yep. as that. 
Um, Great manly player, Samit. Whereas he uh, he benefited greatly from playing uh, Ronnie Gibbs. Let's not forget Ronnie Gibbs. Um, he benefited greatly from playing around those blokes. Um, went on to play. Did he actually ever play for Manly? He only got as far as Northern Eagles, didn't he? Yeah, he played play for, for Manly. Yeah, Norths. Norths. And, um, but then when Northern Eagles came... And he finished he, at Parra, didn't he? Yeah, because I don't think he even played Northern Eagles, did he? Because, I mean, he ended up with Kamali as a halfback mm. in those days. Um, yeah, and finished finished up at Parra. So, good goal kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, as far as his coaching goes, um, he was the man that... that Steered Seas back to the finals, two thousand and seven, uh, before being unceremoniously uh, knocked out slash sacked with the infamous Farlonga incident. I thought you were talking about Seas in two thousand and seven, uh, knocked out by Manly at Brookvale. Sensational. <laughs> so, um, and caretaker coach at Parramatta got him to the finals. Uh, yeah, he? maybe the finals. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That I don't recall. Um, yeah, I remember that he t- he did turn him around when he took. I think he took over from Brian Smith, if I'm not mistaken. So, whilst I am surprised by his appointment, I don't hate it. Um, I, I I honestly thought that they were going down the Griffin path, but um, it's a bit nostalgic too. Bringing home a magpie might uh, silence some of the the magpie faithful um, that they're not getting the recognition they deserve, but in some small way. And um, I think he, the, he'll you know the halves will benefit from having his experience there and. And um, but it all, it's all going to come down to how you know how he gets the playing group and and in particular Robbie Farrow to engage in what he's trying to do. Whether he does, you know, assert his authority and and, and try and be the dominant party there, which is clearly what's needed. So um, only time will tell there. And I, I think, and I did read an article today. They've also um, obviously I'm not sure we mentioned that they have appointed a new general manager of football operations as well yeah who they uh, took from uh, Penrith Phil Moss. yeah Phil Moss yep. um, by all reports a, um, a a very good operator in, in what he does there don't jinx the guy yeah that good operator thing you yeah. know that usually means corrupt ball can't <laughs> um, and I you know, I hope that the, these appointments, obviously with Taylor as coach, I hope he's got his own strength and conditioning people. Mm-hmm. Um, or I hope they overhaul, even if they keep our existing people at the Tigers, I hope they overhaul the high-performance unit. Saw a story today um, saying, you know, the five critical things to do with the West Tigers with, with Jason Taylor being appointed. And they mentioned the amount of Tigers' injuries, and it's gone past the point of just being bad luck. It's yeah. it's mismanagement. I was going to say, just imp- implement leg day. There's a start. <laughs> Biscuit legs get are them, a thing of the past. Get, get the cars to squat. Get on the yeah. leg press machine. <laughs> get some of that shit going. So, <laughs> um, that's what I'm most looking forward to, if they can keep those young players on the park. Um, Tedesco in particular, um, and, and Moses... He, you know, you want to talk about biscuit legs. He's got pasta legs, oh, yeah. a couple of fucking strips of fettuccine yep. coming out his shorts. So, yeah, that's that's <coughs> key for the Tigers. If they keep players on the park, get the coach engaged with the playing group, um, you know, sky's the limit, Nathan. Yep. You know, Jason Taylor might not want to talk up the club's chances, but yeah. I know someone that does, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Now, uh, Grant Mayer said one next year. 
Grant May said that uh, Phil and Jason embraced all the criteria the club set for these roles, and knowing they've shared a strong working relationship in the past, the board and management have great confidence they'll lead the West Tigers forward. The partnership between Phil and Jason is imperative with both given very clear objectives. Phil will manage the entire football program, with Jason taking on the core coaching responsibilities for the NRL squad. The demands for head coaches these days are so diverse that having Phil in the general manager role will allow Jason to do what he does best. So, yeah. I wonder if they picked up Phil from Seek. Because that was the ad. Yeah. The general manager one. Now... I wonder if they did that because it was part of the policy of the club that they had to advertise. They had to advertise externally. Yeah. And then, yeah. Or maybe it was like a bit of smoke and mirrors. Like, they put it out there. A bit fucking laughable. They put... The, they, I, didn't, they paid, I didn't even get a response to my application. They, they paid their Seek money just to put it out there and everyone's like, oh, ha, ha. And meanwhile, they're negotiating and download a poach old mate from Penrith. Yeah. You know, but I... Next story, the NRL has declared it will not take any action against South Sydney over the top secret sports science technology that has helped power them into Sunday's grand final against Canterbury. On Monday, it was revealed the Rabbitohs have been using blood energising chips and ice fluid treatments this season that had to be cleared by the NRL because the NFL banned its use after the Baltimore Ravens won the 2013 Super Bowl. However, in a statement released late on Monday, the game's governing body said the use of the treatment that is said to allow athletes to keep cooler for longer and keep energy levels higher for longer was cleared for use in the NRL. The NRL said today it does not propose taking any action in relation to the use of iced fluid products used by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The South Sydney Rabbitohs Club had provided assurance that the club doctor had carefully assessed the products and was satisfied they contained no prohibited substances and were not harmful to players. As a result, no further action was planned on the matter. Boxer Anthony Mundine introduced the controversial, pro- controversial products to South's coach Michael Maguire, whose players have been wearing the chips hidden under wrist strapping jerseys and socks since round eight. Ironically, the same time they turned their season around. Coach Michael Maguire was reluctant to discuss the benefits from the technology that has been used in dressing shed secrecy when contacted by the media on Sunday night, but was adamant the Rabbitohs had not broken any rules. The game is very thorough in checking these things, Maguire said. We're always looking at cutting-edge stuff that can help make better players. We want to hang on to our own stuff, and I don't want to give too much away. And My sports science guys looked deeply into it before we started. This is just another one of those one percenters that every team looks for. If the NRL's cleared it, then they, they've got no one to blame for them, <laughs> but themselves if that's it. Yeah. If they've got it wrong, so um, by the sounds of it, the club's done uh, done everything right by their, their sports science staff to uh, to get everything checked out and, and cleared by the governing body, that being the NRL. And um, regardless of what the NFL has done, yep. it, the NRL has to abide by its own rules, and they seem to be doing that. But you know, it's a pretty big operation in a in a you know, heavy contact sport that's banned the use of them. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, you know, it seemed like a bit of an ad for Mundine stuff because he's the guy that's, you know, selling mm. them in Australia. A bit of an ad for the you know, boxer or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, these chips, you know, was Ray Lewis under the influence of these chips when he, went, when he was killing motherfuckers back in the day? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Are we, we going to see, like, Greg Inglis in the off-season just turn into some sort of kill bot and just start killing people at clubs? What about Ray Ross? Well... Hmm. It's possible. The fucking jo- the strands are all coming together to form an overall picture. A tapestry of murder. <laughs> but you know, the, you know what? That for me, those, those chips, especially like the ice stuff. I mean, makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, keeps the player, you know, keeps you cool. You can perform longer. You don't get fatigued as easily. That's fucking science, bitch. But those chips, they're, they're fucking a bit power bandy for me. Yeah, they seem like they've got a bit of a power band about them. So, look, it is like McGuire says, it's a one percent, even if it's a placebo effect. Yeah, placebo but, effect can definitely get you one percent. 
I mean, placebo works quite well on some things. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And uh, power bands. And funny, Benji but, wore his way after they got. Yeah, and they were like actually had like a big lawsuit. They were yeah. sued for millions and millions of dollars from. I don't remember who it was that sued them, but was there a class action just for the? Yeah, I, I can't remember yeah. the ins and outs of it, but yeah, they they went down to yeah. the tune of of a, of a large <clears throat> sum. Yeah, yeah. Now um, this is funny. The next one is like dueling controversial versions of the same story. First version, which is a version that we all sort of heard on the you know over social media and whatnot, that are the Bulldogs pull off a stunning coup with three of the game's rising stars, the Newcastle brothers, Sione, Chanel and Pat Matayutai, agreeing to long-term deals with the Bulldogs. The highly sought-after brothers have signed lucrative four-year deals with the NRL Grand Final starting in 2016 after their current Knights contract expires. It's understood a heads-of-agreement document to that effect has already been lodged with the NRL. And then uh, the flip side is... CEO, Knight CEO Matt Gidley claimed all three brothers have told him they want to stay in Newcastle and he remains confident of extending their existing contracts. Under current NRL rules, the Knights have until round 13 next year to change their brothers' minds. They'll change the brothers' minds. The boys have told me they want to stay, Gidley said. We'll have a deal done with the boys and register with the NRL shortly. Gidley would not comment further, but a club source described negotiations between the brothers' manager, Chris Haddad, and the Knights as frustrating. He also hinted at friction between the manager and the brothers. The Knights agreed to the manager's terms weeks ago, but for whatever reason, a deal wasn't done, and now it's come to this. The brothers among the game's best young talents with Sione and Chanel making their NRL debuts this season, and Pat considered a future top-grade player, and they've been shopped around as a package deal. Jeez, these, these are blokes that can't even agree on the pronunciation of their fucking surname. Like, exactly. Can you believe a word they say, Mr. Gidley? Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, you know, their word, I mean, you need to get the signatures on there, quite frankly. Hmm. Maybe they said to him, look, <coughs> the Matty Utah family is committed to Newcastle. <laughs> and the old mate said, the Matty Utahs yeah. are committed to the Bulldogs. And yeah. this is where the confusion lies. And who? And then next thing you know, the fucking Matautias have signed with Manly. <laughs> the Matautias have come through <laughs> up the centre and said, we're going to the highest bidder. So uh, I guess we'll see how it plays out. It's got a bit of a... It's, it's like a like a Milford situation, you know. Yeah, cubed, brewing. You know, to the power of three, you know. So interesting to see what happens there. But I mean, I wonder what's going on with that manager too, like. See the friction oh. between him and his clients. It's almost like he's what a surprise! A manager making a cunt of themselves. Yeah, no, no doubt trying money. to get him, and no doubt trying to you know eke out a larger chunk of change to their percentage increases. I reckon you'd make a fair whack of cash as a manager if you went in and just said, "I work for you know a fucking way lesser percentage." Yeah. Or you know, like incentives that were going to work, and I work, and, and I work for you. Yeah. Yeah. These guys just going after the big, the, you know, the cut of the biggest fucking pie. Yeah. Just, okay, here's a flat fee. You know, whether yep. you get 100000 or fucking a million a season, yep. here's what you pay me. You'd be like Jerry Maguire. you just go in there and just be like, take everybody. Because let's face it, there's so many... Apparently, there's so... Perception is that there is just so many fucking dodgy cunts yeah. playing. There has know. to be a better way where you can... You know, connect with the player, connect with the club, and have a relationship with both that is really professional, and you don't walk away from the player with them thinking that you've counted them, mm -hmm. um, and walk away from the club going, "Geez, that guy, well, guy screwed us." You yeah, know. that guy's a fucking dick to deal with. Like, yeah. maybe keep some integrity about you. You know, the good karma comes your way. And uh, so, starting in 2015, our new business this week 
in player management this week. <laughs> this week in agents, and uh, where we'll be also be an accompanying podcast where we basically run down every other agent. Yeah, <laughs> and, fantastic, and, and have one of our players on the show as a guest, basically talking nonstop about how excellent we are. <laughs> and, I like where you're headed with it. Look, I mean, you know, it could be, you know, it could be a future in it. I mean, you know, we might have to, you know, not but talk as the much players would have to players. cop some real talk. <laughs> Wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, we we would we would uh, love to. We Jamie, would love to yeah. You play a local account today. <laughs> we would love to. We would love to manage you, Sal. But uh, you know, a couple of things you got to change about your games. Robbie, being a cunt. Robbie, you're not bigger than the club, mate. Right, <laughs> we love you. Well, right, what we you love do, you. What you would do is you would negotiate Farrah to the Gold Coast or something like just to get him out of your own club. <laughs> no, please, for everything that man's done from the club, I I couldn't do that to him. No. Yeah, it's I mean, the heart and soul of the place. It's only right that he wants to fucking, you know, a say in in how things in are fucking happening. In everything, all it's the have to go past Robbie Farrell. Fucking soul of the place. Recaps. <laughs> First off, uh, Friday night football. South Sydney Rabbitohs 32 defeated the Sydney Roosters 22. Crowd of 52,592, which is, uh, you know, good as far as these things go. Not as good as it could be, but, you know, certainly better than last week. And the Rabbitohs 32 came from tries to Lottie Dekiri, Alex Johnson, Ben Teo, and a double to Greg Inglis. Five conversions from five attempts to Adam Reynolds and a penalty goal. The Roosters 22 came from tries to Mitchell Pearce, a double to Anthony Minicello, Aiden Guerra with a try as well, and Maloney three from four conversions. Roosters started uh, promisingly. Incredibly well. Um, and it looked like that the uh, the same old story for South was going to uh, was going to eventuate, and they were going to fall at the final hurdle again. And then the game turned on a pretty dubious penalty, Reynolds. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, but it was enough just to give them that little bit of momentum to kick them off, and they were not headed from that point on. No, I was very impressed with how they um, how they managed to to. to Stem the flow because it looked like the Roosters were just going to do a job on them for that yep. first period of the game. And um, they were rolling through the middle. And then all of a sudden, South Forwards started standing up. Um, the Burgess boys, um, I thought Sam had a good game. They rolled, started rolling through the middle. You see Reynolds getting um, more and more confidence and, and, and things really started to flow from there. And, um, and once they got on a roll... As as has been the case all season, they're just too hard to stop. You just, yep. you know, they get the momentum of the game, um, and it takes a hell of a job to get it back off them. And and unfortunately, on the night, the Roosters weren't quite good enough. I, I saw a lot of refs' fault talk from Roosters fans. I'm I'm not not entirely convinced. Um, I think they I think they probably you know if you're going to talk about the fifty fifty and the penalties that didn't need to be given, I think they definitely caught the rough end of the game. I don't think they were, they were out, outright robbed. Like some teams have been, yeah. But they certainly got none of the favourable decisions really in the balance of things, and they certainly could have, you know. Made South, their share South, of errors already, too. Made their share of errors. Out. Yeah, made their share of errors. Capitalised on. Made their share of not completing sets. Yeah, you know, made their share of missed tackles. Yeah. All of which can you know can't be attributed you know, solely at the feet of the referees. Exactly right. I thought uh, for South their big players, um, Inglis. Um, had some some really good moments. Burgess was was tireless, um, and it 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 just looks like he, you know, 
epitomises the South Club at the moment. They seem to be on a bit of a mission, and they've still got one hurdle to get over, which we'll, we'll get to. But it's just Burgess, you know, with him leaving um, and everything, you know, his whole story at the club, the fact that he's been, you know, a big part of these sides that have fallen as well, just it just seems this year like they are on a, a bit of a roll, and he's, his game has gone to new levels the longer the season's gone on, and I think um, they're not going to... They're not going to miss out by way of his lack of effort, that's for sure. No, no. <laughs> you know, not. tremendous player and, you know, they talk about players being losses to the game. I think the game's um, strong yeah. enough to, to go on regardless of, of the player that may leave the game. But um, he's had a fucking big impact on and off the field for the, for the NRL. Um, and and South has well, for a club. South, For South, yeah. Oh, I mostly. mean, his time on the footy show, his, yeah, his, his yeah. profile has you know, has been quite large. And to think that the Tigers went very fucking close to getting his signature um, with Gareth Ellis. Mm. Um, Manly were also in there. Yeah. And and he's ended up at South. And it's, it's you know, it's been a hell of a ride for him and his family as well. Burgeye lottery. Yeah. Could you imagine It really has. Burgeye sweepstakes. Can you imagine if he had ended up at Manly? It would be like one five in a row. Yeah. And, fuck it, and like Tigers, he would have had a premiership probably by now. Yeah. You know, because it's just like the missing key that, you know, would have taken it to the next level. Like if you had have landed him before that era, you know, like, you know, 2010 sort of mm. thing, that, that that probably would have it been enough. Be a, that was probably the difference maker. The yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but pretty strong performance from South. They, South, they um, exercised a few demons. They've still got a few more to go. Um, and the Roosters... I was impressed with how the Roosters built their season. They they didn't get too far ahead of themselves. They worked on where they were. Um, you know, they obviously finished the seat last season as premiers uh, and world club champions. Um, come back and and had some unrooster like performances um, in the first half of the season. But as that back end of the season came along, they showed their true professionalism um, and built really nicely and, and tapered well into the finals and, and were playing some, some great football, but um, just done on the night, unfortunately, by a, a, bit, a bit of a South uh, juggernaut that keeps rolling on, but um, some good performance for them. It was good to see Minicello, um, you know, made a couple of errors early on. It's one drop bomb that English took off him. Yep. Um, but finished strongly. He scored a try with his last touch in the NRL, which is which is nice for him. Um Pierce started really well. Um, I'm not sure mouthing off at South fans reportedly, uh, South players reportedly saying fucking something about keep choking or, you know, <laughs> relax or something. You know, like, <laughs> you look like a bit of a dick now, though, don't you? Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, you know, talk to talk. What, what, on Say the... that shit at full time. Yeah. If it's, like, heated and everything and not respectful, you know, yeah. if they're, they're gobbing off to you, yeah. then, yeah, you know, that's when you want to say it. Exactly. Or, you know, when you're up by 24 with five to go, yeah, and then there's no chance. Can, yeah, exactly. Then you can enjoy yourself and start, yeah. you know, really giving it to them. Exactly. Um, but yeah, good good season overall for the Roosters, and um, pretty, you know, gave a pretty good account of themselves defending their premiership. But it just goes to show that going back to back is is a pretty tough task, um, especially with the the closeness of the competition these days. There's always, um, you know, teams that are perennially strong, but also teams that come up from year to year and, and, yep. and contend. So um, good effort for them to get, you know, one game from a grand final. Not a good effort from Sonny Bill Williams. He's disappeared. Um, I mean, it's look, a he's done, he's done everything in the game, but there are a few games in his career where he's 
Mm-hmm. He's got all the physical attributes to do exactly what Burgess did for South, or at least c- combat it. Yep. Um, and he didn't. He made a few errors. It's, um, yeah, that's... Look, he made some errors in that Cowboys game as well. Yeah. That were given as penalties. They were given so. as penalties, actually won the game for them, <laughs> yeah. essentially, yeah. Um, well, certainly kept them in the position to win the game. You always think that, you know, especially when, you know, the South were rolling over the top of them and they were putting points on, you always thought that maybe Sonny Bill will either, A, pull something out legitimately and, and turn the game, yeah. or you know, have a hand in something five plays previous that the, the commentators will attribute to him. Yep. But it just, he kept waiting and waiting and it didn't eventuate. Yep. And, um, you know, South got the job done and, you know, against, you know, the reputation against, um, you know, people's perceptions and, and history and, and, and all the rest of it um, and the pressure that they would have been undergoing into the game was a pretty impressive effort to come back, especially from coming back from 12-0 down early on. Yeah, and um, you know the pressure's even worse now for him, so we'll get to that. Uh, at Sibba, disappointing crowd. Don't blame Chook supporters. 80k of them didn't march through Sydney. Solzy 04. Congrats, Mini, on a great career. You're a true champion of the game. The rest of the Chooks can go eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Tiger underscore Benji. In the Bible, Samson became weak when his hair was cut off. Lottie, Lottie is the anti-Samson. Hash revelation. Yeah, let's calm down. It's not a revelation. It's, 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 let's nip that revelation shit in the bud right now. But, yeah, we'll talk about it more in the, in the preview. Um, you fucking what, mate? That uh, Bunnies eat chicken for dinner, served with sweet justice. Hash justice round. Hash fuck east. There's your justice round tweet, motherfucker. <laughs> shut up. <Yeah>, shut up. <laughs> Luke Shark 74. Looks like single parent payments will boom in nine months. Hash rabbitos. <laughs> So much hate. It is uh, hash. Uh, sorry, at Jet Nightman. Someone needs to remind the Sydney Roosters that a game goes for eighty minutes, not twenty-five. Bunny stuck them right up the middle. Uh, Mup twenty-three. Hard to believe the Chooks only had two Mitch Eye. They played as if they had seventeen of them. <laughs> hash sack Mitch. And uh, Shane Aronelvis. Very proud Bunny today. Could could have wilted after twelve nil, but gave as good as we got. Better team won. Hash go Rabbitohs. Hash forty-three years. And uh, the final word to uh, the Ben Z. Destiny. The Ben Zed versus Chapo in the grand final. Rejoice this weekend league. <laughs> the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 18 and defeat the Penrith Panthers at 12 at ANZ on the Saturday night. 46,168 the crowd and the points went as follows. Doggies 18 tries to James Graham, Josh Jackson, Dale Finucane. Tim LaFay, three from three conversions. And the Panthers, 12 points came from tries to Matt Moylan and DWZ. Jamie Sowd, two from two conversions. I think the story out of this game, other than the the dogs' ability to overcome the loss of Venice before half time, um, off the back of James Graham's play, um, again just fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you've got a guy like that standing up, you know, on on the biggest stage and getting better and better as the season goes on and and as the games get under more and more pressure, he's mm-hmm. getting better. Um, and at the polar opposite of that. You have Jamie Soward um, in the last five ten to ten minutes of that game um, when it was there to be won. Yep. The man for Penrith putting their hand up for the ball. Was, was, did you know Brent Kite touched the ball more in the last couple of sets of six than Jamie Soward did? Yeah. In a ball-playing capacity, no less. 
<laughs> as a manly fan, no, I'm fucking absolutely shocked no, about exactly. that development. But Brent Quite has a has a habit of trying to play five eighth when it ships when it ships are down. Well, you know what? Shot. It's yeah. lucky he fucking had a crack because they didn't have a five eight otherwise. That's it. Um, again, the perception of Jamie Soward, um, there, there was nothing that happened in in when that game was on the line, um, and in the clutch moments. Uh, to extinguish the perception of Jamie Seale that he, he goes missing when when the pressure gets turned and the heat gets turned up. Um, I was really impressed with Moylan. Um, he yep. wanted the ball, put his hand up for it and put himself in position to try and have an influence on the result. It didn't go his way in the end, but it was, wasn't through lack of effort or there certainly was no shrinking violet there. Um, and that's a good indication that, you know, he he probably has a future at 5'8". Um, Seward... You know, we say he's a, he's he's a fair weather footballer, fair weather footballer, and a pretty good one at that. Um, but those guys aren't winning your preliminary finals no. or grand finals, um, and it probably goes to show how good St George was in 2010. Yeah, the rest such, of the You know that he had the confidence to play behind you know that forward pack and with those players around him. Um, they had an error-free, error-free forward pack that kept rolling forward, making meters and, and yeah. fucking, you know, and giving him space defense, and time and so. defense that didn't let many points in. So the, you know, there wasn't a lot of pressure on that front either. Yeah. So, yeah, disappointing for Penrith. I, you know, for the way that they've been playing and the character that they showed, um, for such a, for them to put such a meek performance um, in their last, you know, it was ultimately their last game of the season with with you know all the stakes involved. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as they've overachieved this year, but in a lot of people's eyes, they this were still was there. there. This that, game was there for the taking. Dogs, was, doggies were not good in this yeah, game. Yeah, I, I don't think the dogs were, were <clears throat> overly dominant. They they had issues of their own. They they lost Ennis, um, and it and it told on their performance. It really yeah, forward they, passes and just weird yeah, passes they, from from dummy half. You know, they lacked that um, that crispness that Ennis gives them, um, and so there was every opportunity for Penrith to win that game and. The fact, like I said, they've overachieved. The fact remains, they they were, they were there. They were on the stage, mm-hmm. and they had to perform. And their opposition was there for the taking. They'd lost their captain. They'd lost their hooker, um, and he's the guy that gives the impetus for their attack and and gives them the direction. They were without him, um, and you know Reynolds and Hodkinson. You know that only heightens the pressure on them. They needed to to keep controlling the ruck and, and they couldn't do it. And it was off the back of James Graham's play and, and the forwards following him along yep. um, in his leadership and, and he got the job done and unfortunately no one could stand up like that for Penrith. Yeah, and I mean, even though it was exciting in the last 10 minutes and, you know, there was a close game, one score in it, Penrith scored a very lucky try and the other one, you know, was off the back of a penalty and, a you know, a quick shift like right on half time as well. So... They didn't deserve to be as close as they as they got, mm. and it's just so fucking disappointing because I, mean, I think everyone wanted to see Penrith get through. And you know their soft draw. This was part of their soft draw. I mean, Canterbury were fucking there for the taking, and they just weren't. They just. They yeah, just look, they I've said there. for a long time the soft draw thing is bullshit, but they really. <clears throat> You're trying to be a man of the people and just fucking. No, and, I'm not. I just. Is that, is you can't have a true. soft draw for 26 weeks, Nathan. It doesn't, and then through the finals, you make the top four. You're a quality side, and they showed that. You know, this was you know. This is part of the five-year plan, and they there was a lot of people thinking the five-year plan had come early, but there's a reason why it was five years and not fucking two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you've got to learn. You've got to learn how to perform in those um, in those situations, and with the injuries they had and the players that they had out, um, the fact that they got to within one game of a grand final 
um, was was super impressive. But it, the fact is, they may never get that opportunity again in the next three years. That's right. Um, and and it was and and Gus Gould will know that. Cleary will know that. They were very fucking close, very close to being in a grand final, and um, it really came down to. James Graham and his ability to get in Jamie Soward's head, which... Just beautiful. It's just uh, it's amazing. A fucking wild man just in his face, just screaming yeah. at him. And, you know, it was, it was great to see. I fucking... I tell you, I'm, I'm a big fan of James Graham after the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Dude's fucking sensational. And how about when he finally gets the warning from the referees? Yeah. He's like the thumbs up thing, like he's not looking at him like, yep, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking classic. Uh, he's a fucking funny dude. Um... Tiger underscore Benji. Tonight was the first game this season. I thought Penrith could actually win, and they were shithouse. Arpop soured six tackles, zero runs. Ha 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 ha. Hash cat in the hat. Story of their night. Hammers. Can I stop liking? Can I stop liking Jamie Soward now? Ash plop plop plop. Did we ever start? Yeah, I don't know, you know, hard pressed to find anyone who admits the to peel, liking. The peel peel was pretty impressive. Dang it, wrong. Impressive. He fucking he fucked that too though. I mean, people were ready to believe, and they would have fucking they would have pushed that hashtag till the cows come home, and then you shooting blanks. Eddie NZ, Penrith looked terrible in Dogs Twenty. No structure has to come back to Seward having a shocker. Freako Nine, this world is a fucked up place. E.g., ISIS, pedophiles, Hitler, Josh Reynolds getting another chance at a premiership ring. GT three fifty one underscore Johns, who's a capital person, just sensational. Thank you very much, sir. Fantastic effort, Bulldogs. Gutsy, tough win. Well done, Doggies, and congrats to the Panthers on a good year. Woohoo, Doggies. Magic. And Shanta, 86. Well, we had a good run. Didn't think we'd be so flat off a week's rest, but Dogs always had control. Excited for 2015. I think that that week's rest, for for a side with so many young players... And like a momentum-based... Yeah, I just... Yeah. It, it can kill, you know... It can. See, sides like Manly... Yep. You would think would benefit more experience. Well, they've been there and they know, yeah. you know, not to get too crazy, yeah. Yeah, just the young blokes. I, I think the the younger, the nucleus of your side is, the, the less likely you are to benefit from that week off. Yep. Previews, down to one. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. We'll be there for Sunday. Kickoff seven twenty PM they say, which means and you know, given the way the NRL's been going this year, it'll probably be kicking off about nine twenty one. And uh obviously games going before that as well that uh we may or may not see. Now uh, I think it's fairly clear to say that South will win this game. Agree. Well, Unless the occasion gets to them, and I think that's the biggest hurdle for South to overcome. I think they've, you know, it looks like both teams have lost their hooker. Um, yep, they probably they have themselves out. I think unless there's too, unless there's way more smoke and mirrors around Ennis than than is actually the truth. Sure, and I mean let's, they're going to a lot of trouble it. though. Desi's Desi's got it in his game, but yep. for Ennis to come out in front of the media and say I've got a broken foot, fuck yep. off, sort of thing. Yep. <laughs> like, um, but I think. It hurts the Rabbitohs being without Luke more than the Dogs without Ennis. Yep. They weren't, they weren't good in the portions of the season where they didn't have Luke. No. Um, it really comes down, you know, does James Graham get the Bulldogs over the line? or do, You know, ironic that we're talking about the NRL Grand Final. It's come down to two Englishmen. <laughs> um, 
but also um, English could have a massive impact as well. Um, yep. He's a real X factor for South. Um, the Bulldogs don't have a single player in their side like Greg Inglis. Um, you could say Correct. that, you know, Burgess and Graham, you know, and you could whittle it down and, and, and come up with a, a, a difference of opinion either way. But let's say they cancel each other out. They've lost their hooker each. Um, I think their forward packs, you know, have their own strengths and weaknesses. So they probably cancel each other out, I think. Oh, yeah, I think the forwards probably do cancel each other out. are probably stronger is with a halves pairing. Yeah. Um, Kiri being I, a little bit younger. Yeah, I think they're still, you know, solid rather than creative Oh, absolutely, players, I so. agree. But just their actual pairing and their combination. And how, and how Hodkinson is fitness-wise. I mean, yeah. you know, he hurt his knee a couple yeah. of weeks ago. It was heavily strapped and he was relatively... Well, he was ineffectual to the point where... And he was injured to the point where... Lafayette was taking all the kicks of goal and stuff. And, yeah. yeah, he wasn't even attempting them. So, but, you know, having said that, Kiri being a young bloke, um, you know, one of these fearless sort of blokes in his mm-hmm. first grand final could come out and absolutely kill it. Reynolds' or, hamstrings, big X factor. Yeah. They tend to choke up in big games and, you know, none bigger than the grand final. <laughs> um, look, he, uh, he's, he's got some demons to exercise as well, Adam Reynolds. Um, but if Sears can get... I think it comes down to South start. I don't think they'll want to be coming down, coming back from twelve nil down in, in a grand, grand final. final. Yeah. Um, you know, the ghosts, the, the skeletons will come out well and truly out of the closet if they go down early. Yep. Um, and I think it's important for um, for Burgess to the Burgess boys to lead the way there, um, and for English to really get. He's a guy that's been there. You know, big Origin stages. He's played in grand finals, asterisk before, um, and and one premierships that may uh, that will never appear in the record books but he's um my point is he's played in some some big games and none bigger than a grand final and he can lend that experience and be a calming influence on these young blokes but he has to be he has to be present and he has to be a big part of the game and, yep. and he's he's the real x factor I, I i'd like to say that you know certainly Reynolds and Hodkinson um I like Reynolds as a player, and I think Hodgkinson came on in leaps and bounds through Origin, and certainly um, after Origin, uh, with that experience. Um, Kiri, different type of player to Reynolds, um, but certainly very dynamic. And you know, if he if English can get in his ear and, and talk him into a huge game, then um, you know the Rabbitohs certainly have all the tools to to go on with it. And the dogs want it to be an arm wrestle. They want it to be gritty and gutsy and scrappy and, um, you know, guys like Graham and blokes like that. Reynolds, they'll they'll scrap and scratch and you'll come away with a whole heap of fucking bruises and, and some premiership rings. Yeah. And that's just how they want it. Um, whereas I think South want to assert their dominance early through the forwards um, and, you know, the young hooker there doing his job getting quality early ball to Reynolds um, and get, giving some of their outside backs a bit of room to move and, you know, kick to the fucking corners, kick them out of the game. Yep. That's what they're going to have to do. Get those forwards rolling. It's it's an age-old tactic. Um, not easy to, to carry out on the biggest stage, but they've certainly got the players to do it. It comes down to execution and um, two great coaches. Both sides are going to be very well coached and Hasler may have something up his sleeve. I just think... When it, you, you look across the team sheets, 
the the one thing outstanding for me is Inglis. Um, he, he was he had some moments last week and he has performed, um, and he's won a Churchill Medal before, so he has performed on on Grand Final day in the past, and he's he's the one standout for me. I just think that the dogs don't have a single player like him in their roster, and that's a huge plus for South. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you went into a lot of detail about things. Ever. I think South's going to win this fucking in every possible department. With the exception of James Graham, I mean, that motherfucker's going to be in there struggling and striving. I don't think he can do it on his own, and uh, I think he's going to have to. So you wouldn't was, you wouldn't mind slipping some money on him for Clive Churchill. Yeah, he may even win it in a fucking losing side. That yep. guy, that's how good he is. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I've just talked myself into a bet on James Graham yeah, for I think Clive I'm Churchill. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to tail that too. I think because yeah, it seems like a good bet, and he is the kind of guy that could get Clive Churchill in a losing yeah. in a losing performance. Yeah. I have a feeling though. Who that did that last time? Cherry Evans, last year. Oh, was it last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. And um. It happened. It happened. You know, it doesn't happen a lot, but no, I mean, it's it's, it not, happened, it's not yeah. it's not super uncommon either. I mean, you know, it's now. I think this will this will probably be embarrassing for the Bulldogs, to be honest. I think South will win by twenty at least. Uh, especially you know, the dangerous thing is for South to start thinking like that. It is, and I hope they do. I really hope they do, because you know, it's hard. I mean, I'm trying to think like you know who who you're supporting in this game. Are you? Can you say that you're 100 percent neutral? Fuck up, can't. Now, not you, Glenn. This the cat. cat. Oh, no, I tell you. I tell you. Taking it to KFC. Unbelievable. KFC. Fucking make it choke on some of these fucking dolls you've got Turn here. Turn into fucking chicken strips. <laughs> Zingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. look. You know, one of my best mates is a dogs fan, and I'd hate to see, you know, him unhappy, but... But you're going to back us out. <laughs> I was just thinking, as far as, as far as a rugby league story goes, 43 years um, since they've appeared in a grand final... Um, it's a lot of fucking heartache. There's fans that have never seen their side have a great deal of success, and um, I think you know, as far as rugby league fairy tales go, I think there's one there for South to take, but they've got to be good enough to do it on the day. So you're back, and you want you want South to win? That's what you're saying. This this is that's a question. Who do I want to win? Yeah. Or you got like oh, I'm 100 percent neutral. I don't care as long as it's a good game. Okay. No. I'd- I would probably prefer to see South win than the Dogs. I've tried to fucking work out the pros and cons yeah. of the situation. Because in 2012... I think, look, I... the Dogs won a premiership in 2004. They made the grand final um, two years ago. Yeah. You know, and they're... A classic example, talking to Troy today on yep. the way home. And he's umming and ahhing about whether he's going to go down or not. And at the moment, he's, he's on the side of, no, I'll, I'll keep my cash. Yep. And, and someone at work said... Gets real expensive in the last week. Yeah, someone yeah. at work said, um, you know, what if it's fucking, what if they don't make a grand final for another 20, 20 years? And he said, it's the fucking Bulldogs. You know? <laughs> and it's one thing you can say, yeah. you know, through the 80s, through the 90s, and 2000s, yeah. the Dogs have been a successful club yeah. um, and made grand finals, won premierships. And it was an interesting take, you know? South can't say that. No. You know, if can't you've got a chance man. to go see South in a grand final, you're fucking taking it if yeah. you're a South fan, right? Because you may not live to see another. You, you fucking got people that are, you know, 42 years of age have never fucking seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it was an interesting, you know, take into, into his mindset. Um, I still hope he goes down. Um, I do regret not going down for the 2005 grand final. Yeah. Um, and not seeing it on the day, as, as great a day as I had on the, on the day. But, um, yeah, I do. That's something I do regret. But, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, South is a good story. 
Yeah, and, I, and I got no, I got no regrets of being down for 2007. I'm so fucking glad I was down for 2008. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Do you th- do you think that you know there's clearly a love fest between Channel Nine and CS, and I don't oh, I don't deny that for a second. Do you think if they win the comp, it eases up? No fucking way. Really? We're gonna see montages of that shit for fucking ever, and then it's gonna dri- and it's gonna drip into next year, and then that's how the next year's gonna start. Well, next they'll be the defending yeah. premiers next year, so rightfully so, right? So then all fucking year you're gonna get it all year. Mm. All year, so that's one of the cons to a South win. Ah, it is a it is a con. No, it's, it's just fucking irritating. Of all the bullshit, Sharon and I carry on with. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's probably the, the least of my. No, but mind. it is a con. I'm not, you know, it's you can argue about how how big it is, mm. but it's definitely is that that's a negative in the column of, of should South win. Sure. I mean, other you know other things. I mean, South fans I find are more objectionable than uh, than Doggies fans in the most part, but. Once again, you got people like Chapo. You want to see that shit? Fucking Dave McDonald. Dogs fans. I mean, you know, even if they are fucking, you know, like half Titans fans like Dave is, you know, and just jumps on the dogs, you know, depending on whoever's on top of the table at the time. But, um, <laughs> That's hurtful. It's truthful though. But um, you know, they've they've you know you try and you try and be gracious to them, and it's like. Just irritating cunts. So that's a negative on the dog side. Then you've got the whole Hazler thing and everything like that. But then the pros, like, you know, you got James Graham and, you know, then you've got the upset. And you know, your 43 years thing, that is a great rugby league story. But you know, an even better rugby league story, in my opinion, is 43 years and choke at the final hurdle. That's another great story as well. It's a story of heartache. I mean, it's not as happy a story for South fans as your version, but it's a story and a great one at that. <laughs> so I really struggle because. There's no way I can support South in this game. None whatsoever. None. Zero. There's the dogs. They've got the Hazel thing on the other side, though. And, like, it's it's tough. But despite all that, I'm kind of leaning towards the dogs. And I don't understand why. I can't explain it. That just and makes I, me lose respect for you. I didn't and, have a great deal left, to be honest. But and I, I, I just, maybe it's an underdog thing. Maybe it's just because you know, they're underdog. I, maybe I, it's James Graham. Maybe it's maybe James it's Graham. around. Maybe he has. I mean, you know, he's, he's a he's, he's a fucking great ranger. And, you know, English and everything. I mean, he's got all these attributes that I find absolutely atrocious. And he's... Repulsive. <laughs> An English ranger. I mean, is there anything more repulsive? Yeah. You may as well just have a fucking six foot, 110 kilo anus running around on the field and I'd like it more. <laughs> but here we are talking about James Graham being a hero. I know. A hero know. of his people. I know. St. George know. himself is no bigger hero than James Graham. This ma- it, it, ma- it makes no sense. 2012 grand final. I'm like, oh, fuck both these cunt teams. <laughs> I don't want, I'm, they're, they're, they're both cocksuckers. I don't want any to do it. Then I sit down and watch the game and I'm like, I find myself feeling like, you know, fucking go storm. <laughs> I hope you win. And I was, like, I was thoroughly disgusting myself. I didn't understand it, but a lot of people were the same. And it's like, yeah. who knows how these things work? Look, I was um, watching, I must admit, Jax and I were watching the South Roosters game and he's, he said, who do you want to win, Dad? I said, oh, I, I think I'd like to see the Bunnies win. He said, oh, well, I'm going for the Roosters. He's got a little bit of a thing in games not involved. Going up against you. Or... When, when the Roosters are playing and, and the Broncos, it's not against the Broncos. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a love affair going oh, okay. on with the, the Roosters. I don't oh, know okay. why. Um, pretty Bill. sure it's not Sonny Chip Bill. off the block. No, it's not Sonny Bill. <laughs> I just feel this way when I'm watching Sunnyville Williams, Dad. I don't understand it. Because <laughs> I'm only little. <laughs> oh, you'll understand it about, you'll understand it about uh, seven yeah. years, son. I have another story that I was going to tell you, but it just sounds so fucking wrong now. Go on, hit it. Leo's William, middle name is William. Uh, 
and I called him Sonny Bill the other night, and I was like, oh, imagine if people on the podcast heard me call him Sonny Bill, they'd be saying all sorts of atrocious things. Yeah, now, William, who's William? Well, I don't know. Nicklin come up with it. It's a brother's middle name, and it's got some fucking family connotation to the family. Yeah, I don't okay. know how it all works, but I went with it. And you're just like? I came up with Leo, and yeah. it was you know one of a long list of names that was the first one that she agreed to, so. Okay. What's some unsuccessful names? Uriah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I knew about Uriah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cub. Really? Cub Blakely. Really? Fucking magnificent name. Is that like Cub Swanson thing or just like... No, no. I just fucking love the name. I think it's awesome. But universally panned from anyone I ever mentioned it to, including that look on your face. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't have anything against the name per se, but I mean, a name like that... It was met with responses saying, if you call your child that, I will never fucking see you again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I will well, learn to hate you and your family. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, <laughs> fucking Jesus. I'm not going to take. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not going that deep on it. But it's kind of like a name like that. While I don't have anything against it, against it per se, but it has to flow with the last name, or you know, something it has to sound like a cool combination together. And I just don't, you know, I just don't know the B and the B, you know, the carbon and the, the black. I I, it doesn't work for me. Anyway, like the, the story goes, we, we didn't call him Cub, Nathan. Yeah. So that's not get. How about you yeah. pop down off your fucking high horse? Just, there's no high horse. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm glad. Hang you on, I'll get you a fucking ladder. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that you, that you, you took my advice and didn't call your child club. Yeah. So there's. So yeah. Story. So you want South to win? Yeah. Disappointing. And, oh. I, and you know, at the end of the day, there are major, major downsides to either side winning the competition. I mean. You know, if you, you came across one of those skill testers and a fucking genie came out and said, you got three wishes, I'd be like, wish number one, please make Bane come up and fucking sinkhole the fucking stadium with both teams on it and, and you know, and, and blow it up. Now you you're know? just being a fucking disgrace. That's, There's be, some good people yeah. that listen to our show. And Except for James Graham. Save James that Graham. List, that, that support both teams. Let James passionate Graham. supporters of both these teams that that's also passionately support our show. Nathan well, I mean, and us. They, they, make it, they may continue to And now you're wishing passionate. that they get sucked into a fucking sinkhole oh, by Bane. No, not all of them. Just the ones that are at the stadium. <laughs> no, I don't care. I mean, just can, the team. Can we, just can the we teams. Stop and wrap it up? Just the players. Just wrap the players. Not, not the fans. The fans need to be allowed to tell the tale of what they saw. Oh, please wrap it up. <laughs> please. And that is full time for episode 174. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And make sure you uh, hit the like button, share it around. We're getting some good sharing. You're doing a good job, everyone. Keep it up. iTunes, two new reviews this week. And the first one is from someone by the name of Pulio G. Quality NRL podcast, five stars. Good start. Yeah. Uh, a hilarious and informative podcast, the best NRL one around. However, I don't know why I kept listening, as the first episode I stumbled across a few months ago featured two blokes commentating on shirt stock-taking for half an hour and ripping into my name for no apparent reason. <laughs> Shout out to the Mitch Eye Brethren. Love the hashtags and all the Twitter talk. Keep up the great work, fellas. Up, up, Cronulla. Hash so, so brave. <laughs> Let's be real. That stock-taking thing was like fucking 90 seconds if it was... Fucking a, half an hour. Like, come These on. These blokes are cockheads. I mean, they're, sort of, they're, yeah, they're really... They're blakely the story up a lot, aren't they? Uh, you know? And the next one, Many Mates Say, Five Stars, by Skippy Parra. 
greatest rugby league podcast in the known universe. Agreed. I like it. I like where you're coming from. Tipping. Fucking one to go. All she wrote. As I said last week, it was pretty much done and dusted. Oh, Whitey, he's fucking cemented his lead. He's got 137 points. He got a perfect round last week, so he picked the doggies upset over Panthers. And uh, through the finals, actually. What do we got here? Uh, week one wasn't great for him, but uh, week two and week three, he's got 100%. And that cat is going to get absolutely choked. Listen to it. Motherfucker. Go and fucking kick it. I'm not kicking your fucking cat. Just, just fucking... Just she doesn't like I don't know what I'd prefer more. Listen to that <laughs> fucking thing or you. It all sounds the same. It's just white noise to me. So, Whitey, 137 on top and uh, unassailable three-point lead to Tigers, 12.0. Desi's Ducks in third on 133, tied with Dougie. David Kingston on 132, then one back to Gleeso, Shane Aaron Elvis on 131. And then on 130, rounding out the top 10, we have Tiger Benji, the defending champion, Voodoo Rock, and three-card Magic Trick. So, also with the shop, we still got a couple of Revelation shirts and Tigers in Decline shirts we want to get out of there. Uh, we're going to be down there, obviously, at El Loco. So if any Sydney people you know, are coming to the meetup and they want to grab one of these shirts, let us know. We'll bring it down. And um, also, one in our own shirts as well. Um, next batch of those is about to go out, and uh, there'll be extras of those. So if anyone wants uh, a one in a row shirt, just hit me up on Twitter and uh, or hit us up on Twitter and uh, I'll make sure I pack some uh, to bring down for you. That's it. We're done. Flying in. See so a lot of Sunday. You. Sunday. Yeah. The more the merrier on Sunday. I mean, we're getting, you know, it's been a great response so far, which is fantastic. We're going to see a lot of people and I imagine we'll see our usual, the usual amount of people at the, at the stadium as well. Tends to be fewer there as well and um, it's great to have the old loco thing uh, beforehand. Smash some decent food and smash and piss and into it. Have a good time. So yeah, I guess we'll see you then. Yes. I can't wait. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.